tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Deciding that their giant issue is resolved, the party travels north to finally head into the Crypt Garden Forest. There they hope to find and kill the rot demon, causing all the issues in the area. As the land becomes more dead and desolate, some of our heroes are plagued by strange whispers in the dark and horrific dreams while asleep. As morning comes, it's time to head deeper into cursed land. And that is where we begin tonight. Just like to point out, some of our heroes slept fine. Yeah, I was. I I had no problems with sleeping. No strange voices, no problem. Yet. Dun dun dun. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, and I am drinking sangria because my husband is amazing. So I have a giant thing of sangria. Yay! Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. And tonight, in honor of National Wine Day, I have. Uh, and I am going to pr- mispronounce the fuck out of this. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon? Sounds good to me. That's correct. I think that's All right. right. I have one of those. It is a fat <laughs> bastard. Ooh. And I mainly bought it because it was a fat bastard. And essentially, it is me. But it's good. And uh, cheers. National Wine Day. Yay. So now I have to go to Travancore. Because of the people who are left, you're probably the most likely to also be drinking wine. What are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is not wine. (laughs) Continuing his teetotaling ways for this week, I actually picked up a Logan Limeade from uh, Pho Zwa. It's uh, Pho, or or known in some places, Pho Restaurant in Westchester. And I got myself Hmm. a, it's a Limeade with a little bit of Loganberry at the bottom there. That's cool. That's really Very nice. Carlton, do you have any Loganberry? Uh, no, but since we're going into a demon forest, I figured I will drink the devil's backbone. Uh, very fitting. And yes, enablers, I know demons and devils are two separate types of creatures in D&D. I don't have any demons backbone. Oh, well, okay, get actually... Off my case. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> no one likes the will actually guy. <laughs> or gal. <laughs> well, are you gonna? F- you will actually, does No, 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 no that was a false will actually. I, I really... I, I I don't have anything to follow that up with. My my okay. demon my demonology is weak. False actually blue balls. <laughs> Bernie, as as the one Sorry, character in this party who probably knows more about uh religion than anybody else. What are you drinking? Bernie's drinking framboise. Ooh. I love framboise. That sounds fancy. It's uh it's a lambic beer, so it's basically <laughs> it's like it's beer wine. Tastes like so it's beer. It's beer wine. It's like cheer wine, but beer wine. Uh <laughs> yeah. tastes like soda. You can't tell there's booze in it. It's dangerous. 
because it tastes like soda and you can't tell there's booze in it. And I loves it, Precious. It's so tasty. You might get beer wine ninja'd. You might get beer wine <laughs> So totally you said Lambic, excellent. and I immediately thought to our good friend Lammy, like it's somehow related to Lammy him. Likes or this. it's like Lambic Pentameter. Yeah, I went I went Lambic Pentameter too, but that's because I'm a music dork. Or poetry. Or yeah, or poetry. But hey, where you're going, there is no poetry. There's only death and darkness. What? Oh, oh no. What? Don't tell us that. Oh, no. Seriously. I mean, oh, come, come on. on. You got to be a little more positive Spoilers. than that. I don't have to. I'm the DM, and I just told you you're heading off into a forest filled with a demon and death and destruction. You guys want to go back to Waterdeep? There's nothing in any of that description that is new to you guys. You knew that. And so as you wake up this morning, after some of you have had a... a a horrific dream or two, as many of you heard some strange voices in the forest, you did all get a long rest, despite disturbing imagery. And as you stoke the campfire and get ready for the day, I will remind you that you are just about 10 miles north of Red Larch on the long road. And you can continue along the long road and eventually, like, shoot west to get to the Crypt Garden Forest, or you can at any point leave the long road and go over land, and that will technically be faster, but it will leave the relative safety of the road. So as you breakfast this morning and feed the horses and get everybody ready, what would you like to do? I'm inclined to go westward. Uh, uh, go westward. I'm inclined to go faster because we had people telling us in our brains to help, uh, help her help them. I don't want to assume their gender. Yeah, that's probably good. I, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but... Um, like, the longer we don't help this creature that invaded our brains, the, the longer more they talk in our heads. keep trying to say, help me. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Make, the, make it stop. And if we're already going into death and destruction, let's go in a full, like, Leroy Jenkins is shit. Leroy Jenkins! That, like, turned 12 years old the other day. Happy birthday, Leroy. Is he from Faerun? Yes. I don't know. It's from a different part of Faerun. Different uh, part of Faerun. I don't think you had a chance to talk with each other about what happened last night. So if you would like to, because we pretty much ended as soon as you woke up this morning. So otherwise, if you would like to get on the road, it seems to be another gray overcast day. But it is it is the morning and you're ready to go. Yeah, we could hit the road. I will gale you with the story of my bad dream as we travel. Friends. It's okay. I talked to God, and she said that we have to help this creepy voice that you guys claim to hear. We're friends now. Okay, that sounds good. Um, Her name is Susan, I think. I'm um, sure that's not it, but that's okay. I like the name Susan. Let's call her Susan. Everybody needs a name, and Susan's a great name. Yeah, or Susie, if she's younger. Because, like, if you ever named a baby named Susan... Like, really? like Ethel like, or Esther? That's like a HR name. <laughs> I like the idea of a child with an adult name, and you can talk to them very seriously as if they understand what's going on. <laughs> like Margaret. <laughs> like Margaret. We can talk to... Margaret is a person who you would consult about issues in HR. All right. So you guys are going to pack up camp and continue north on the long road? Margaret is someone's favorite aunt. Yep. <laughs> All right. Margaret is first chair Piccolo in band. Sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> As you guys discuss family histories and some of your, your favorite names, uh, as you continue along the long road, it's becoming 
less of a road and more of a series of muddy tracks. And many of you either remember this road or have studied this, and you're a little surprised to see it in such disrepair so quickly. This is supposed to be one of the main thoroughfares through the Sword Coast, and to see it kind of descending into a muddy trail, essentially, is disheartening. And my heart is dissed. You, yes, your heart is super dissed. And I would love some perception checks as you guys ride around from anybody who would like to. Okie doke. Shadow abstains courteously. I have all these pluses in perception, but the rolls like never actually work out, I just like to say. Um, Jonathan the Magimuscular is still tired as fuck, so he gets a big old five. I'm, I'm feeling the, the, you know, the rhythm, the rhyme. Uh, with a I'll 16. bet you are. Feel the rhythm. And Travancore and Bernie? Looks like Travancore's back to normal dice rolls that aren't 20s or 1s. Uh, 11. And Bernie? Bernie got a 7. Okay. So yeah, like I said, she's got pluses, but I don't know what they're doing for her. Nothing, you, maybe? You've got, you're thinking about things. You're You're considering name options. Carlton... You're pretty much the only one who notices it. Maybe it's because of the height that you've got on your horse. Maybe it's because you might actually be the only person who has traveled the long this part of the long road before. Everybody else has kind of academically studied it, but you you've been here. It's been a while, but you've been here. I know that tree. Carlton knows Fuck that up. tree. I know what that tree did. Carlton you know what you me. did, tree. <laughs> it's not just that this whole area has kind of succumbed to this decay, but the state of this road is, it's almost as if not just the road itself is suffering, but that there just hasn't been any foot traffic. There hasn't been the amount of traffic that would be needed to upkeep this, this road. A lot of bits of the long road are essentially dirt paths because it's out in the middle of the wilderness, but there are constantly caravans and uh, groups of guards and people traveling here, there, and everywhere. And so it keeps it fairly clear. And it looks like not only has this fallen into disarray, but there just hasn't been people by to keep it cleared. You almost see little bits of weeds coming through in sections, uh, things that you would never imagine seeing on the long road. And Simply because no one's come through. Guys, careful. This road looks really well-traveled. I'm not- Nah, I'm kidding. You see that fucking weed over there? Ain't nobody been here for months. I mean, that's not surprising, given what all is going on. I mean, it does seem a little strange. I mean, the long road is- Well, it's long. It is. And I guess all the traffic that would have gone between the north and south here just sticks to the sea? Yeah, I guess if the long road has not been traveled. You could go along the coast, or, like you said, by sea. I've heard tale of that, and I've seen ships. Never been on a ship. I want to go on a ship. Can we go on a ship? Ships Travancore's are pretty been later. on a boat. His land is far, far away. He must have been on a boat. Did you come here magically or on a boat? Did you come here on a boat or on a bird? I came on a boat. Oh, can we ride a boat to your house? Are you sure you didn't come on a bird? I heard you can put saddles on them and fly around, and mostly it's seagulls and small mice, but it does happen. That's classified. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that amused me so much. All right, so as you guys continue along, you travel for several hours in kind of this depressing midday 
darkness. It's still a very overcast day between the cloud cover above and the grayness of the land below. It, it's all quite depressing. And around noon-ish, you start to notice that not only does the long road become a little more muddy, but the area that normally the, the road would take up, the width of it, has seemed to shrink in a in a weird way. Like the dead ground has encroached on the road. You guys hmm. remember that time that I said the woods were just trees and the trees were just woods? I think yes. I was wrong. Well, wrong. Possibly. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, obviously, we got to keep going, but he. Le- mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just be super careful because, yeah, th- this seems. Huh, this seems kind of wrong. Just a little bit wrong. And you're just continuing north along the the long road. You're not going to veer west or east. I think, no, but isn't uh, isn't going west safer? Or not safer, faster. It's faster. faster. Going west would be faster. Yeah, we want to go fast. We got to go save Susan. I thought we said safety first. Even when Susan's involved, you don't know what fuckers got a hold of her. Safety first. Well, but we're heading into doom and gloom anyway. So, I mean, there's no real way to be safe doing this. But this is like safety third at this point. Yeah, safety is like a tertiary priority. The more, the longer we wait, the more likely it is that our minds are going to get penetrated, and that was not a fun experience. Wait, your well, mind you wouldn't got know. penetrated? Ew. Well, I didn't welcome the voice in my head, and there's already enough voices in there, and it was getting kind of crowded, like, who invited you to the party? Like, no, thank you. Well, Carl, next time she calls you, just put me on the phone instead. I even said new phone, who this? And she still just kept talking. Well, why don't you ask her if she can hold and be like, I have to get my mom and then just put me on the phone. Okay. Do you have a bouncer for the voices in your head? I hope I should get one. Yeah, something to think about. Why do you think I'm here? You're the bouncer. That that, that makes so much sense. I I understand everything now. I think Bucks was the bouncer last night. As you guys leave the long road and head out into the wilderness, heading in the direction of the Crypt Garden Forest, the ground firms up a little bit since it's obviously not as well-traveled and it's it's very cold, so it's frozen over, but it continues to be depressing and now you kind of are hit with the smell of the, the dead vegetation. All around you is either dead and decaying trees, shrubs, plants that have succumbed to this this rot for as much as you know. And while you're used to in the winter all of the vegetation at least going into some kind of hibernation or a lot of it dying, this is something a little different. And the the moss and lichens that are growing on top of this dead vegetation is just giving off this unpleasant odor it's it's there's ammonia and some other noxious fumes in the air that kind of come and go as bits of breeze pass by or you pass by a a particularly bad clump of stuff and Travancore Shadow gives you a kind of a disgusted look and turns his nose up at stuff. Uh, Bernie, you can tell that Coco Snoot is doing his best to point his nose um, downwind, or at least not towards things, and the horses seem nervous. Well, that's a bad sign. Yeah. If, if ever I knew bad signs, nervous horses generally mean there's people that you don't want around or there's bad smells. Do you guys know one time... <laughs> 
at my job, all of our chickens got attacked by either weasels or raccoons, and they play with their food, which means they don't really just eat them so much as they rip their bodies open and strew them around. And let me tell you what, I imagine this smells something like that, because I had to clean that up. It's yeah. shovels. It's, it's never fun. That kind of smell is just never fun. And give me a marching order here. Are you guys just kind of... I How? feel like I'd probably be in the lead since I'm the most familiar with the territory. Even though it's been years, I'm still, as far as I know, no one no one else in my party has been this way. So I would probably take point. I'll be right behind him just because natural tracker, explorer, ranger makes sense. Sure. Up in front. Like five feet behind him, ten feet behind him? Uh, five, like... five feet. He's big. He's he's uh, He offers a level of safety to him. Okay. And Shadow next to you? Yeah. All right, and who, Me. where would the rest of you like to be? Bernie's in the middle. She's no fool. She remembers the last time we went into the woods and the friggin' things tried to eat her. Okay, and Jonathan, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is five five feet behind Bernie. Uh, bucks flying overhead. He's a caboose. Uh, and uh, yeah, because my spells have range, and uh, I can sculpt fireball around my friends. So there. My okay. axe, my halberd does not have range. It has no. reach. It's a little different, but you get yes. other different bonuses. Okay. Exactly. I can't. I have to be up close. As you guys trundle along through this depressing landscape, it's it continues to be eerily quiet. There's still no birds, no forest animals, no. You're you're kind of a little more in the hills at this point, so even the trees would have been not just spotty but sparse. And you're still used to seeing rabbits and deer and maybe. Some other wild animals, but you just see nothing until uh, Travancore, the ground moves under your horse in a very weird way. And as it staggers off to the side, I'm pretty sure a nine doesn't hit your armor class. No. Okay. As your horse stumbles to the side, you're alerted just in time and are able to look down and kind of duck as part of the ground itself rears up and tries to basically whack you, kind of knock you off your horse. And as the rest of you watch in in just abject horror, the ground itself roils and rises and this mass of dead vegetation and clumps of rock and bits of almost bone poking out as this uh, mound rises next to you, and we can all roll initiative. We. Did you shit the bet on that roll? I shit the bet on that roll. I also. Uh, We're gonna have to have pull a, a uh, stalemate in the jaws of defeat. That well, that's everybody shit the bet on that roll, but Travancore. Actually, everyone shit the bet on that roll except for Shadow. Oh. Oh just shit. Kidding. <laughs> Great. The bear is going to be leading the charge. Hold on. Let me let me do bucks here real quick. Holy crap, it's The bear and the owl went to sea. Is there a dude in there? Oh, it's gross. And mushrooms on top of his head. Ugh. I don't like mushrooms. Mushrooms are gross. Yeah. I think I saw that in that Avatar play. Not fun. Not in fun the guys uh, soggy around. bottom bog. Look at the uh, look at the initiative tracker. Look who else shit the bed. Everybody, everybody shit the bed. Right, but it's only relative as to what it rolls. So in reality, I only like peed a little. Yeah, but that's you still gotta wake up and wipe that. All right, Jonathan, what's your initiative? Uh, six. And Carlton? Uh, it was a five. And Bucks? Sixteen. And Bernie? Ten. Travancore? Nine for Travancore. That's with the advantage. And then 19 for Shadow. 
Jeez. Yeah, not Fuck. such. Like the dice are back to normal, guys. The good times okay. are over. Goodbye, good times. You were good. I liked you. Don't know why you decided to leave us, but that's certainly... Come back, times. I didn't eat well, those things I, I said. Well, I think we all beat it on initiative, so I think we're okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it was... It, it got its attack off on Travancore, and now it's, it's too busy rising out of the ground to do anything else. So, uh, it looks like Shadow actually gets to go first. What would Shadow like to do? Shadow's gonna run up to it and bite it. All right, just straight up to it? Yep. Guessing a six isn't going to do it, though. No, sadly not. He's put off by the smell, and he just can't bring himself to clamp down on this horrible thing. Nice try, Shadow. And unless he wants to do anything else, it's Bucks' turn. Bucks is going to fly right behind Bernie. Okay. And start giving her... He will He will give her the appropriate scritches to help her out with any checks she needs to make. All right. Uh, and Bernie, it is your turn. What would you like to do? All right, Bernie's been thinking. I've been thinking. thinking. Is a good thing. I've been thinking. So what we could do, we could do a couple of things. Oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to actually use ability. We're going to use things the way they're supposed to be used, guys. Wait, that's what we do here? Proper use. Yeah. Guys, check this out. Check this out. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast Bless on all my friends's. Ooh. Um. So whenever you make an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, you can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or the saving throw. And then as an actual bonus action, isn't that great? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going <laughs> to cast my spiritual weapon. Yay! All right, where would you like to place it? I'm going to place it right up next to our friend, the Mushroom Man, who lives on Drury Lane. But basically right in front of you, or you've got a couple of options of where you can place it. I guess, no. How do we make it? I would make it so it's got flanking with shadow. What's the range that you can place your spiritual weapon? Um, I can place it. It doesn't actually give me a... It can, when it moves... Oh, 60 feet. 60 feet. 60. All right, oh, there we fine. go. Oh, so yes, you have plenty of range, and you can plop a spiritual weapon on the opposite side of shadow. Uh, what form would you like it to take? I was thinking... Garden shears? I was thinking weed be gone, like a spray bottle of weed be gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, you're unfamiliar with what a, a, an aerosol can looks like because it doesn't exist, but some weird I mean, it can be allowed to be bucket. aerosol. It can be one of those, like, spray, just regular yeah, spray. It, don't they spray yeah, don't they? Spray bottle. Yeah. Spray. Well, no, no, no. Don't they have, like, those weird buckets that, like, you can, you press the handle and stuff comes out? Yeah. Like an no, old, old-timey a- valve? That's exactly what I was going for, was like a bucket appears with a uh, basically a hose and the the plunger starts to plunge as radiant weed weed be gone. It's got a label and it said a fungi. It says fungon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud. I'm proud of that one. I'm going to text Steven about that. I'm um, glad one of us is proud about that. All right. Go ahead and make your, your attack. Either a 22 or a 24. Both of those hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, 11 damage from the Weed Be Gone. All right. The Weed Be Gone sinks into its back as it has risen out of the ground to face you guys. And while you hear the back of this thing kind of crackle and curl as though it's being, almost as though it's being burnt, 
it doesn't seem to do a ton of damage, but, you know, it's it's a start. Anything else? That's it. Bernie's used her bonus action. She imagines... How many people can I bless? Bless is going to be cast as a second level spell this time, and it's going to include all four humanoids. Me dispiace, Shadow. I only got so many spell slots. Uh-oh. All right. As she casts Bless and creates the spiritual weapon, Travancore, it is your turn. All right. Travancore, as his bonus action, casts Hunter's Mark on uh, the giant-sized man thing number one. And okay. uh, he's going to take about, I want to say, 20... You know, step back about 20 feet. Okay. And then he is going to launch one of his trusty arrows. No flare bow just yet. Just uh, the regular first attack with advantage. So let's see. Well, not that I needed it. Um, That's going to be a 28. We're going to drink to that. We are because it's a natural 20. Woo! Nice. And yes, that hits. Go ahead and, and roll your crit- critical damage. Nice. Well, and you also double the oh, hunter's drink. mark damage. Any- All right. Oh, Any cool. die you would Damn. roll, you get to double that die. It's only the modifiers afterwards that you don't double. All right, so let's roll the double damage for the arrow first. It's going to do 17 damage, and then we'll roll the double the hunter's mark damage, which is no bonus there, two die six. Additional, oh, well, I crapped on that, but four damage. Ooh, nice. So your arrow nails the, the center of kind of the, the big mass of this thing. It's not really humanoid shaped as it rises out of the ground it is just this roiling mass of vegetation that seems to form arms when it lashes out it forms legs when it moves but as it moves it also kind of reforms so it's less humanoid and more almost almost kind of like an ooze or some kind of the mossy substance, but you strike it right in its center mass and do a nice round of damage. Anything else? Uh, that'll be it. Jonathan, it is your turn. All right. So because it's flanked, I also get Z flanking, right? Z flank. Uh, yes. Any any attacks that you would have, anything you would have to roll an attack on, you would get advantage. Right. Uh, saving throws do not get affected. Right. So if he uh, has to just make a save against something, doesn't count. All right. So Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to move, and then he is going to unleash some scorching rays on this thing. Go ahead and roll your attacks. And uh, 22. That will hit. Uh, 19. Okay. Yep. That hits. And then last one. All right. Both of those were higher. All right. You get three shots. Roll your damage. This is all fire damage? This is all fire damage. Blue fire damage. Fire phasers. Pew, pew, pew. So 17 damage. Okay. Your three uh, bolts smack into this thing. And it it's weird. They hit with kind of a dull, wet thud. And they don't seem to hit with the impact that you're expecting. Uh, is that Does that mean he has resistance to fire? You don't know. Uh, because my blue flame overcomes resistance to fire. It does? Yes. All right, then uh, he does take the full damage then. Thank you, Elemental Adept. All right, anything else? That is it. All right, Carlton, it's your turn. Halbred, gonna, gonna do some weed whacking here. Okay. Uh, will uh, an 11 hit? Sadly, no, an 11 will not hit you. Right. You're distracted by something bigger than you, and it takes a second to kind of get your footing. Yes. All right. Coming in with the second attack, uh, 24 to hit. Oh, that one will on. hit. 
uh, uh, I was no? gonna, I, I forgot about my bless on the last one, so I fucked up. Yeah, I'll have to remember but, for the next time. Yep. All right. And that'll be uh, 11 slashing slash necrotic. All right. Anything else? Um, no. Uh, it is finally its turn. First, it is going to... Does it have a voice? You don't hear anything. It makes noise as it moves, but it is kind of what you'd expect if a giant, essentially, ball of weeds and earth and rock and mud kind of sloshed through dead vegetation. It's this wet Yeah, like that noise. It's a very moist noise. It is. It's it's kind of a disgusting Like that Yeah the the roots kind of (laughs) dig into the ground as it moves and it and pushes itself forward. It's not incredibly fast, but it it has a a strength and a presence to it that just kind of moves the earth and picks it up as it goes. And it actually is going to yeah, it's going to do two slam attacks against Carlton. Carlton, are you raging at the moment? No. Okay. This is just a plant. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. We'll find out, won't we? Won't we, children? Unless its modifier is plus 11, then I think we're fine. Uh, so 14 doesn't hit? 14 will miss. Okay. And uh, 15 doesn't hit? 15 will miss. And that's a natural one. That's a natural all right. one. So all three of its slam attacks kind of miss, and as it, it It's lands, so wet, it just, like, slides right off of me. <laughs> it lands its third one into the ground and Carlton you feel the ground around you shake and that third one missed you by a mile like you didn't even have to move for it but as the ground tremors you feel more things rise from the earth around you Uh, no it's too early for this shit oh that last one is a problem these Three, they're relatively small, but they are horribly monstrous. They've got these weird spider claws that kind of dig into the ground. The back of it is just this big green bulbous mass. And as it chitters and screeches a little bit, um, they are going to make some attacks. They're going to try to bite... Um, it looks like two of them are going to try to bite Carlton as they rise up out of the ground, and one of them is going to try to bite Shadow. They're they're all going to be all, rise up, rise up. All right, so the two on Carlton. Oh, that's a natural one. Uh, that's a 15. 15 will miss. All right, and the one on Shadow. Yeah. He rolls a 19, of course. That'll so that's it. a 24. Okay, uh, Shadow is so concerned about the, the huge beast in front of it that the, the tiny little creature next to it, it, it kind of almost ignores. Uh, that's three acid damage. Oof, that burn. Uh, yeah, they are going to skitter away. And so this one is actually going to skitter towards Jonathan. This one Attack is of going- opportunity that- uh, yeah, let me let me move them first, and then if anyone decides they want to take a, an attack of opportunity, you can. That one's going to skitter to there, so that one kind of switches from Carlton to Bernie. What? Um, and then this one... Uh, would anybody like to take 
attack. Can I take an attack of opportunity? You can. You can take an attack on the one that's skittered towards Jonathan, if you'd like. And Shadow can do that. That's the only one that we any of us can hit. Yeah, all three of you would be able to attack the one that went towards Jonathan. Would a fifteen hit? Fifteen will hit. Go ahead and do damage. Four. Yeah, you give it a nice, you kind of uh, clip its side and break off one of its legs as it skitters away. Anyone else on the same one or on a different one? Shadow on the same one, he rolled an 18. Oh yeah, that'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Rock and roll. That's going to do eight damage. Nice, Nice, max damage. Very nice. All right. So that one actually, before it has a chance to, to completely skitter away, Bernie smacks it upside the it, its side. Shadow clamps onto it kind of in the same moment. And as the the thing kind of screeches and dies, so it, it basically dies in the spot just north of uh, Bernie and to the west of Shadow, so where that one is right now. I need Bernie, Shadow, uh, and Carlton to make dexterity saving throws, please. And I have advantage because I can see this. Wait, bless. It's a saving throw, so everybody gets their bless plus a d4. Alright, that's a 16 for my saving throw. Okay, and Shadow? 13. And Bernie? 10. Yeah, unfortunately, you're all a little surprised by these things as they rise up and they're small. So as you lash out at them and they skitter away and you you try to nail them down, you're too busy trying to do that and you're not able to dodge as the one that dies basically explodes. And all three of you... That's like the like perfect spread. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm rolling poorly, and then I rolled the six. All three of you take ten acid damage. Uh, fortunately, Jonathan it is killed before it can get to um, you. So the sixteen didn't save, you said? It did not. Okay. All three of you failed, so all three of you take ten acid damage. Um, is this thing damage this round? Shadow's not looking great. He took a whole bunch. Um, so Shadow's down How to fifteen. Shadow's down to fifteen. Yep. Everybody else is up at full health. Except for the ten we just took. Yeah, Bernie, I need Coco Snoot to make a dexterity saving throw. And Carlton, since you didn't say you dismounted your horse, I need your horse to make a dexterity saving throw. All right, well, it rolls a 19 on the die. All right, so it's going to take half damage, which is five. Coco Snoot rolled an 18. All right, so he'll take five. He'll take half. He'll take five points of damage. Uh, and you should have his health Did somewhere. Did everybody take minus 10? Like, everyone? Yeah, the animals are the only one who saved. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular and Bucks are okay. Jonathan, see- Jonathan the Magimuscular, seeing all this, is going to be like, uh, he's going to yell, Guys, throw them away from you, but towards the thing. What the I'm th- next to the thing. Throw it on the other side, then. Shit's about to get weird. So for all of you, since I don't think any of you have actually said that you've dismounted your horse, your horses have 19 hit points. So your your horse is down by five. Okay, it is finally done. Shadow, it is your turn. Actually, Jonathan the Magimuscular says, everyone clear the area. What the fuck does that mean? Get out, uh, get away from those things. All right, cool. in that case. They're going to explode here in a moment. Shadow, what would you like to do? All right, having heard Jonathan scream that at the second... Shadow takes a quick look at, at, at Travancore. Travancore nods. Shadow disengages and runs uh, 40 feet towards Travancore. Okay. One, two, three, four. So right right next to me, basically. Should be more than enough. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, he can get to you in 25 feet. And since he's just disengaging, he doesn't provoke. And he can get to you. And I think, in addition... No, he can't write anything. That's an OB in action. So I think he's done. That's his action. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bucks is flying overhead. Do you want him to do anything? Right. Bucks is going to disengage and fly uh, 40 feet this way. Okay. Bucks is also getting out of the area. Bernie, it's your turn. What would you like to do? So Bernie's going to do a couple things. So you can, I can move, I can do a thing, and I can do a bonus thing, basically, right? Yeah, you have yes. a, an action, yep. you have a bonus action, and a movement. That is all I'm correct. I'm going to move over near, like, Jonathan. Uh, do you want to disengage, or do you want to move? Yeah, because if you move, you're attacking opportunities from the two bug guys next to you. Well, you told me to get the fuck out of Dodge, yeah. and everybody... Yeah, dis- yeah, go ahead and disengage. And then... Well, how about I do my things, and then I disengage? How about no, that? No, your disengage is an action. That's why Shadow didn't do anything. He his he as okay, action. Okay, I'm going to disengage as an action and move, and then use my bonus action. Sounds good. As Coco Snoot definitely rides behind Jonathan the Magimuscular. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to womp on that thing some more with my with my fungon. Sure, spray away. So twenty four hits. Yes. Go ahead and roll damage. Nine. Yeah, it continues to eat away at its natural, uh, leafy, dead, mossy armor. Anything else? I guess I can't cast my healing spell. No, at the moment you cannot. You can. You have moved, you have done a uh, bonus action, and you've done an action. All right, Travancore, it is your turn. All right, seeing as how I'm even further away from this thing than Jonathan and Bernie are, I should be good to launch an arrow at this dude. So you don't have an advantage. At, the, at the, the, the big dude. The big dude. The big dude. The big bad. Okay. And I still have Hunter's Mark uh, on there. And I okay. get to add. Nice. Not that I need to add this, but I might as well. That's 29. That does nice. it. <laughs> All right, let me roll the, uh, the darnage. Bernie's like, shoot that fucker. Shoot it. The, uh, shoot Hunter's it. Mark. So it's going to be 10, 10 from the arrow and 5 from the Hunter's Mark. 15 total. Very nice. Yeah, you are. You've got a, a line on this thing. It's your natural connection to nature allows you to just hone in on this thing and you're you're doing some nice damage sweet but it's still up i'm guessing it is not dead that right. is true as a precaution uh travancore is gonna back up and dismount from his horse and then back up himself 20 feet okay and are you going to tell the horse to do anything or horse is gonna stay put next to shadow okay <laughs> meet All shields right. go up first <laughs> Jonathan, it is your turn. Gotta pay the royalty. When when that thing exploded, did Jonathan the Match Muscular get a read on its range? Like, was it immediately to the to in the immediate area that it covered acid, well, or it was, was it even here further? Where it blew up and it hit me. Yeah, so you know, it at least reached ten feet. Okay, so Jonathan the Match Muscular is going to move, so he's uh parallel with Bernie, so he's going to move back one square, uh, and he's still on his horse, so he's going to come on. And then he's going to ready an action to cast fireball where where Carlton is. What, well, actually, so once once Carlton moves away from those uh, buggy things, then a fireball is going to go off right on top of him. You mean where Carlton was? No, where Carlton is. Where Carlton will move, and then a fireball will get cast on Carlton. Okay. Fire Carlton. Exactly. Sure. All right. Well, Carlton, it's your turn. All right, I will. Did we determine the mount actions? Like the mount actions of disengage, I can use that. Uh, so the does that disengage extend to me or just to the mount? 
as long as you're riding the mount. Actually, you don't have then... to disengage for this to work. Right. Oh, yeah, I could just dance around. As long as you are riding the horse, then all then you're basically you move as one unit. You use the move, uh, you move the distance of the horse, and yeah, if you take disengage because the horse is no, I'm saying the horse's mount, the horse's action of disengage, the mount action, not the Carlton action. Like if I were to hit and then use the mount action, of, we wait, we ruled this the other day that it's basically. Those three actions are my actions, right? Yes. The only difference is as long as you're on the horse, you're using the horse's speed. If you get off the horse... That's um, what I was remembering. The horse can move its speed uh, if you haven't moved yet, and I would consider it a disengage if it was next to an enemy. All right. All right. I'm uh, a dance over here. Okay. So as soon as you get right there, uh, a fireball lands on you. And Carlton, how would you know about that? Carlton doesn't. John the player does. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jonathan told you uh, to f- what I think what did he actually say? What well, did I was trying to say was I, what I wanted to do was hit and then go tie my horse off so the horse doesn't get hit anymore. But I don't want the thing to hit my horse. So that's why I was wondering if the if the horse had a disengage action. If one had extended to me, I was more concerned about it extending to just the horse. Yeah, itself the plan was, was to cast the fireball right here. You have satisfied my condition. Yeah, <laughs> fireball right there. All right, Carlton, as soon as you move, unsure Remember, exactly. Remember, you can ride peanut butter if your horse gets fired bald. I'm, you know, I'm generous. Well, no, Jonathan Jonathan can sculpt around the horse. That's not the issue. The The issue was more all Jonathan had said to all of you was to uh, GTFO, and Carlton wouldn't necessarily know about the tactics behind Fireball. However, Even if Carlton, yeah, like, rode yeah, straight yeah. away and went right there uh, and disengaged, then the Fireball would still go off. So fireball goes off, and these DC are dexterity, sa- dexterity saving throws for all three of them. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's an eighteen for the big guy. Fuck him. It's a natural twenty the for the, the little guy. Uh, but that third one will fail. All so right. two of them succeed. One of the one of the little guys fails. Wow, very middling result. Wow, look at all those twos. Lauren, did we notice if the uh, the big guy took any acid damage when the first one blew up? Uh, no, you didn't. You didn't notice. All right. All right the we one... didn't notice or he didn't? You didn't notice because you okay. didn't ask. So the one explodes and uh, dies and acid flies everywhere. Um, the others take half damage. That's disappointing. That's definitely one of my weaker balls. Twos are your new ones. Ah, you know, everybody has that moment. All right. The the other two, the the big mound of earth, uh, bits and chunks of it seem to be falling off now. It seems to be very hurt. The little uh, itty-bitty acid-filled ball of hate is technically still alive, but it's looking super crisp. Uh, but they are still up, and Carlton, it is still your turn. You right, moved five um, feet. What else would you like to do? <laughs> I'm going to do some rages. So I'm doing that. That's the thing I'm doing. Uh, and then it's going to get some, and then I will go back to where I was so that I get my advantage that I have gotten in the past. So I recognize that Weed Killer is my friend. 21 to hit. That does hit. Uh, 12 damage total. Okay. We are going to do that again. 24 to hit. That also hits. Go ahead and, and roll that'll damage. that'll be uh, 18 slashing. Slash ne- and cr- 18 slashing and necrotic. Okay. Then, I don't know if this will work, but the mount is going to disengage from combat, 
It's going to go, if I, I take an OA, then I take an OA. That's wait, five, wait, wait, ten, wait, wait, wait. So you are, you're continuing your move with your mount and moving away? The the mount is disengaging. I'm not, if that means I'm not. But the now that way I know how the mechanics work. I will then tie off, dismount and tie off the horse. So if you want to take an OA against me or the horse, I don't know if it'll work or not, but... All right, so you get an attack of opportunity. Technically, the way I was working it is that as long as you're on the mount, your speed is whatever the mount is, and it's like right. Bernie and Coco Snoot. So yeah. your mount can't take a separate disengage action because you've already used your action. Yes. Um. So that being said, you move away, and the 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 big giant guy is going to attack you because you're moving yep. away. And yeah. I will say that it recognizes that you're the threat, not the horse. Gotcha. Uh, Good. That's that's what my concern was: is that the horse doesn't get hit. Uh, that's a 23 versus AC. Yeah, it's going to hit, but I'm raging. That's 13 bludgeoning damage as you move away so from it. Six. Anything else? Um, I'm going to tie off and dismount my horse, and that should be all of my movement. Okay. It is its turn. It is going to... Yeah, it's going to angrily follow you. Good. And it's going to slam you again... 19 versus AC? 19 will hit. That's 18 bludgeoning damage. So 9. It comes around with another swing, but that's going to miss. And that's a 20, not natural. Uh, That'll hit. Okay. Um, I need you to make a constitution saving throw as I roll damage. Con save. Okay. I don't think I get any... Well, aside from the you bless. Have- but I am proficient in those. So it is 13 on the die plus the D4 blessed. 17 is the con save. Okay. So you this is unrelated, but you take 17 bludgeoning damage from its attack. All right. Uh, as this other attack slams into you, you feel the tendrils of its, essentially the arm that came out and slammed into you the second time and connected tendrils of, of dead vines and roots and shoots wrap around your body and you find yourself yanked off the ground and engulfed by this thing as you are suddenly just surrounded with darkness. You are currently blinded, restrained. Don't I get a save to uh, avoid being grappled by this thing? That was the constitution saving throw you just Damn, rolled. Damn, it's failed with a 17? Fuck and the, this thing. Even the bliss, oh man. Yeah, fuck this you thing. You are blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe at the moment. So yeah, everybody, you watch as Carlton gets off his horse and this mound just follows him, slams him a couple of times, and essentially on the second slam just wraps itself around him. This other little dude is going to scurry over to Bernie. (gasps) No! No! Does a 15 hit your AC? Okay. It's gonna do... Shield of Faith, girl. Two acid damage. So Bernie's going to use her thingy, her shield. Okay. Which does a thing. God, I wrote this down. Your book. Wait, it yeah. does a thing. It does it's things. It's like 2d8 or 2d6 fire damage or something. Yep. 2d... I want to say it's Or like one... Or a D6 or D8 or something like that. I don't remember. It does something. It, it does, does some somehow. amount of damage that is either I a D... I tell you because... You know, I came up with it, but I, I have fun listening to you guys make things up as we go along. But I wrote this down on my sheet, and it's not on the sheet I wrote it down on. It's killing me. 
I specifically was like, you're going to want to remember this and you should write this down. And I did write it down. And then it's plus one AC and once a day when struck with a melee attack, you can activate and send out a burst of fire that creatures take 1d6 damage. All right, go ahead and roll 1d6. Roll high. Oh, look, a one. So this thing had barely escaped from Jonathan's fireball, dodging out of the way enough to take half damage as your shield now bursts into flames and it does just enough damage that the thing starts to fall apart and then explodes. And I need you and Jonathan to make dexterity saving throws. Jonathan, the Magimuscular, gets way less than what I think the DC is. <laughs> what did you roll? Uh, two, nine, eleven. Yeah, unfortunately, you, you get sprayed with acid. Bernie, how about you? Uh, seventeen? Uh, that is the DC. So you do take half damage as this thing explodes. Um, so that's ten acid damage. Bernie, you'll only take five. As your shield does the final little bit of crisping on this thing. Um, And that is the end of all of that. It is Shadow's turn. Shadow has just watched Carlton be engulfed by this thing. There's what I would do and there's what Shadow would do. So let's go with what Shadow would do. Shadow is going to run back into the belly of the beast, as it were, the man thing. How many hit points does Shadow have again? Fifteen. But I figure, you know what? I'm thinking Travancore is confident he can drop this guy, and if he doesn't, he's going to have to live for the rest of his life. But let's find out. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> guessing since this thing's enveloped, enveloped, uh, John, enveloped Carlton, there's no flanking scenario here at the moment, right? Uh, no, not with Carlton. Or any, there's nothing around the sides of this thing. No. All right, Shadow's mad. His his friend is his his misappeared in this thing. He's going to swipe a claw at at this. Fellow. Okay. And did you, Bernie? Did you bless Shadow as well, or no? No. Well, here goes. We bless anyway. so many people, friend. Okay. Didn't need it. 21. <laughs> that does it. Awesome. Go ahead and roll claw damage. Claw darnage. It's going to do eight damage. All right. Yeah, Shadow rakes into this thing, almost trying to dig Carlton out. It's looking super hurt, but it seems to still be moving and standing, okay. as it were. I think Shadow has a little bit of movement left, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was only... 5, 10, 15. I think it was only 20 feet from where he was. All right. He's going to move two squares to the right so that if in case one of his magic spellcasting buddies try to do anything, at least he's relatively out of the way of it. To the left, All to right. the left, to the right, to the right. And with that, <laughs> the, the bear concludes his turn. And it's Bucks' turn. Bucks is going to continue to watch out and see if any of these other things are going to pop up. Uh, roll a perception check. 21. He doesn't see anything else. The And it's... Because there's no, no trees and all the vegetation is dead, he's got a very clear view around you guys. Doesn't see anything. Now, these things have burrowed up from under the ground, but he doesn't see any telltale signs of stuff burrowing under the ground at the moment. So, doesn't see anything. Bernie, it's your turn. Is there only one little goober left? There's actually no little goobers left. There is only the giant, shambling, crazy bit he's of He's a goober. He's a big crazy. goober. He is Shout he is out a to friend of the show, plant. Goober. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a large plant. You know what we're going to do? We're like, if everybody really thinks they can drop him, we're just going to inflict some, do some damage. I imagine necrotic damage is not the way to go on this because. You want to, you want to inflict wounds on it? Well, yeah, but if it's, if it's, I feel like this thing would not, would be like resistant to necrotic damage because it kind of is necrotic. You know what I mean? 
You're gonna do it from back there. Yeah, and let's roll a nature check. Yeah, whatevs. We're gonna try. Why not try? Right? Why not try and see if Bernie suddenly knows things about things? Thirteen. What would a thirteen tell me about this fucker? Thirteen would tell you you're not sure. This thing seems to be alive and while it is made up of the dead stuff around it it does seem to be consuming so you really don't know what necrotic would do but you're not quite sure what this thing is so you don't know so what she's gonna do given that she's not 100 percent sure is she's gonna use a cantrip gonna use sacred flame on this guy because it's flames but i get to use 2d8 now because we're above the fifth level so he gets 2d8 damage automatically Well, go ahead and roll an attack first. Um, doesn't it? Doesn't he save? Instantaneous. He has to dexterity saving throw. That's what it is. All right, then he will dexterity saving throw. That's but not gonna do it. That's not gonna do it. Not with a six. Seven damage. All right, you unleash these now two bolts of sacred energy that slam into this thing and. Uh, for the first time, it actually makes a noise. You kind of hear this. And uh, describe in gory detail the death of this creature. Ooh. Oh, man. See, I was hoping I would also get to use my little weed be gone. I mean, it just kind of goes up in flames and then withers into ash. It's very anticlimactic. It's like. And then it's like. But all those noises happen. <laughs> all and- those noises happen. It's like. It's like roaring and doing its thing, and then it goes, 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 and it is radiant damage. So, unlike, say, Jonathan's blue flames of crazy or regular fire, when it goes up in your radiant damage, it's it's almost like this uh, bluish white cleansing fire. And when it falls to the ground and uh, is completely consumed into ash, there's something almost satisfyingly cleansing about the whole thing, especially surrounded by the, just the overwhelming decay of this landscape. And yeah, it is consumed and dies. I look at them. Like Drax in that play, I single-handedly killed it from the inside. Yeah, as it (laughs) falls to the ground and kind of uh, sprays into ash, Carlton is kind of left sitting on the ground, breathing heavily because he hasn't been able to breathe in the last couple of seconds as he's been uh, suffocating. It's okay. I had you, Carlton. You fine? He's fine. All right. He's alive. Is there anything you'd like to do before we call it a night? Uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is actually going to... (laughs) <laughs> clench his pearl after his acid bath. Ew. And, uh... Bernie's it, gonna heal everyone. And recover I, his, And I will um, remount my horse. Recover his fireball that he threw. I like to inspect the remains. Okay, while Bernie is healing people, uh, Travancore, go ahead and roll... Uh, what... When you say inspect the remains, what are you looking for? Um... I don't know, signs of any of the, the foul magic that's in there, anything that could tell me more information about what we're facing... As we go further along. Okay, Bernie's going to take the 10 minutes it takes to do prayer of healing while you're doing that, or do it at third level. Okay, sure. Uh, so while she's doing that, so Travancore, roll either a nature or an investigation check. I'll let you pick which one. You'll get different information with each. Gotcha. All right, let's roll a nature check. 21. And just so everybody else can do their math, Bernie, how much was your healing to, and is it to everybody, or it's is it to, to just certain people? six things. There's six of us. Carlton, your horse is still hurt, just so you yep. know. All right, Carl, uh, 
Travancore, you kind of look through what's left of this thing, which isn't very much. The thing went up in, in, in ash and flames, but you not only kind of examine the remains, but think about what you know about these things. This You do now kind of recognize it. Outside of the heat of battle, now that you've taken a moment, you've heard about shambling mounds, just big roiling masses of plant matter that just devour whatever is in front of them. And you know that they can be very dangerous, but they do tend to be slow, and they're normally not surrounded by acid creatures. Um, this thing seemed to be a little more hardy than the ones that you've encountered in the past, and the fact that it, it had these little acid bugs with them, that's a little new. And if if you're looking for ties to what's going on in the Crypt Garden Forest, there's no evidence. It's not hard evidence that the one has caused the other, but it does seem suspicious that you would encounter a slightly more difficult to deal with shambling mound with some extra things around it and extra bugs in an area that's already rotting away and totally decayed and decrepit. Hmm. Interesting. Of course, I relay this all to the party. How much health did we get back, Bernie? 21. Jonathan the Magimuscular is kind of sick of getting attacked by weird-ass shit. And it's only been the first time. It's the first time we've been attacked by weird-ass shit since we've entered the Crypt Garden. I was going to say, you need to put a big asterisk on that first time we've been attacked by weird-ass shit. (laughs) Listen, if you didn't want to be attacked by weird-ass shit, you could have just stayed in Waterdeep. So as you guys mount up your horses, Bernie finishes this uh, 10 minutes of healing to get you all a little more health. Carlton, you do notice as you start to ride off again, your your horse is maybe a little slower than the others. Seems to be just not limping or anything, but definitely taking it a little easier. But he's you're all keeping together as you continue towards the northwest, towards the Crypt Garden Forest. You get a total of 2,100 experience for the uh, four of you to split and we will stop there and the next time we get together you will continue in the afternoon of this trip through the desolate remains of the surrounding crypt garden forest area thanks for listening to dungeons and dragons and drunks follow us on twitter at dungeon drunks or www.libshark.com and see you next encounter <laughs>